0: Hi everyone, welcome to episode 5 of the Planet K2 Performance Fix podcast. Today I am with one of our human performance experts, Jim Constable. It's actually your second time, isn't it, Jim? How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, second time out, Adam. Oh, good. Brilliant. Well, I'm excited today, Jim, because we're talking about physical readiness, um, which is a really interesting topic, and I'm sure people will actually want to know what that is. And I was wondering if you could explain a bit about the concept of physical readiness and why it's important for people, whatever they do.
1: Yeah, certainly. Well, physical readiness, Adam, is about being physically ready. But what we mean by that really is having the energy for what you do when you need it. So we come across many people, um, uh, obviously, in the world of sport, people are getting themselves physically ready. But many people in the world of organisations or business um, are, in effect, endurance athletes. Now, they can't sprint all the time, but they need energy all the time. And there are particular times when um, they need more energy than others. We know that it affects things like concentration and decision-making, so it's pretty important. We know it affects mood, so it affects uh, those around you. Um, and and uh, the, the concept of physical readiness for us is about uh, understanding yourself, understanding that you're unique, you're different to everybody else, and finding out what you can do that that, that works for you um it's it's not about avoiding illness although that's that's important for sure but it's more about saying well what what can i do to manage my energy uh for what i need to do at work well both when i'm working and and when i'm not working you know so that i've got energy away from work for the things that i want to do as well
0: and you know just sort of an offshoot of that do you think people value physical readiness do you think it's something that you know organizations or individuals in organizations? You know, are caring more about and starting to focus more on?
1: It varies enormously. I think there are a lot of organizations that care about their employees not getting ill. I don't just mean from a mercenary perspective, we want our people at work, but they they actually care about we don't want people to get ill, and they'll offer help and support when people are physically ill or stressed, etc. But they don't think so much about, well, hang on, there's there's a flip side to that, which is if everybody is not only well but energized at the right times and in the right way, well, that's going to be a real performance enhancer for us
0: and uh, i am interested in what do you think are some of the common ways you see people thinking about physical readiness before they've been introduced to the you know athlete at work ideas and if you could just give people a bit of an introduction into sort of what athlete at work is uh yeah well our
1: athlete at work is is a program that we run about um, uh, thinking and certainly preparing and performing like an athlete. Um, so uh, there are some sort of core messages as far as physical readiness is concerned I've talked already about its relevance Um, we we talk to people that um, you probably know what you need to know here you probably have the technical knowledge you tactically know what you need to do Um, you also know that probably it's going to require some effort to do so um, you don't need a um, a master's degree or anything but 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 thinking about this as a factor is, is 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 really relevant um some people i'd say often you know regular exercises are really mindful of the link between body energy mind and performance
0: and what's the first core message that you always look to to share about physical readiness
1: um the 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 the, the relevance piece um that you're going to have to make an effort here. Um, that you you probably also want to trust your instincts. So if something sounds unlikely or too good to be true, it probably is. So um, we we encourage people to be uh, skeptical of what they read and hear, including this podcast. So you know apply apply high, high levels of of, of skept, skepticism to uh, to what we're talking about. Skepticism
0: and in regards to physical readiness is it about is it about preparing for a whole day or or do people see it as though you know because I'm looking at the word readiness is it about specific moments or is it about saying you know, how can I be physically ready for the whole day the whole week Uh,
1: both both again so you can be getting yourself physically ready for a particular meeting or a particular task as well as thinking about well what's the week I've got coming up where, where are there uh, uh, you know, heavy workloads or long days or, or, or whatever during that week? Are there days that are, well, I'm still working, but they're, they're they're lighter in terms of delivery. And then you can apply that same principle to a month um, or, or to an entire quarter. So, you know, I certainly know people who uh, look at their workload and think, you know, I, I need to be taking a break every quarter here um, uh, by way of a holiday or whatever, because otherwise, you know, the, 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 pressure is going to build so i need that physical break um you know every three or four months
0: and do you see any sort of common mistakes that people make in regards to sort of preparing themselves physically
1: um yeah i think the common mistakes are to start taking your eye off the ball of some things where you can make some really simple mindful choices about your sleep um, about what you eat um about Doing some kind of activity or exercise. So the mistakes are, I think, neglecting those things. Um, you know, not doing what is what is obvious. So uh, I've had conversations with people about, you know, how many hours sleep the most adults need, and they'll say, well, seven and a half, eight hours sleep. And I say, yeah, and what are you getting? And they say, well, normally about six. Now people, you know, they know that,
0: but then they're not they're not doing anything about that. And in regards to you know people looking after themselves and things like sleep, is there is it very individual? Is there a right or, or wrong way? Does it depend on the person? You know, I, I do hear some things going on that that people can get you know between six to seven hours, or is it is it you've got to get seven to nine hours? You know, what are your thoughts on that? Well,
1: all the evidence would suggest that the vast majority of people will require between seven and eight hours sleep. Now. There will be exceptions. Clearly, there will be exceptions to that. But remember, they are exceptions. So the chances are that you're someone who needs um, uh, that amount of sleep because that's what all the all the evidence suggests. Mm-hmm. And, and there'll always be someone who's proving something else. But that's what I mean about uh, applying levels of scepticism to, to, to what you're reading and hearing all the time um most people most people are plugging something trying to sell something or promoting an idea or their own theory or their own research or whatever but uh um so that's about uh using some uh, of your own knowledge about you and and your experience of the world and applying that to yourself
0: and this you know leads into um you know, the practicality. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get the word out of my mouth. Um, in terms of people actually doing stuff, so what kind of practical things have you seen people do that have made changes to how they go about building physical readiness?
1: Um, well, the real, the real practical things are, are the, the first place, making a conscious effort to take action or otherwise you'll go, you'll go backwards. So you'll go backwards um, because the world is encouraging us to eat more of... Uh, not necessarily helpful things. The world's uh, encouraging us to move around less by providing labor-saving devices everywhere. Um, and, and the world is also in, meaning that we're, we're almost encouraged to sleep less because it's a 24-hour world. You've got the internet, um, etc. Um, some people listening to this podcast will remember when TV used to finish. Uh, for other people, that'll be uh, quite a revelation. So we're, we'll be encouraged to sleep less. So, the, the the practical bit is saying, well okay, let me let me manage things around that. Now, some of these are small things. Drink a bit more water it would be an obvious one that many people will say, Well okay, I've heard that. Taking breaks. Maybe going to bed a bit earlier than staying up watching things or, or surfing the internet when you're tired. Um just cutting down on what the, 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 the scientific label would be crap food. So simple stuff. This is common sense not commonly applied. Sometimes these are small things. Sometimes they're more major. Um, in- incremental thinking is useful here rather than black and white thinking. So black and white thinking says, look, I'd like to exercise three times a week, uh, but I can't. So um, I won't. And I therefore don't do anything. Um, you know, the, the, the 10 minute rule says, well, I have got time to do 10 minutes. I'll go for a walk for 10 minutes. So that kind of incremental thinking is really useful here.
0: And I'm interested to know, have you been or seen any organizations who, who have some good examples of, of the things that they do to um, build physical readiness? I know there's a lot of stuff going around about, um, you know, standing, you know, when you're working, standing desks, um, and, and you're seeing a lot of companies now who have maybe gyms. Or I remember being in the news recently, there was an organization that had, I think, a running track on the top of the building. Um, is there any stuff that you've actually seen or or, or companies that you've worked with yeah, again, I'd be
1: I'd be almost distinguishing between the things that the media pick up on and the things that people are doing because they're not always the same. So every so often, of course, there'll be a story about a business that's introduced sleep pods to their business, and people will say, "Well, what a wacky idea that is." But the more the more practical things that people are doing are encouraging everybody to eat, for example, more fruit rather than just going to a vending machine. So companies, you know, are trying to provide that, or at least. Put it in the business for people to buy, um, uh, encouraging activity. So you know, putting showers in so people can have go for can run to work or go for a jog at lunchtime or whatever. Um, leaders leading by example, going public on the you know that the, the, they exercise, that they find a way to do that, and that's a priority. Um, Simply health, uh, one business that we work with, sponsor the Great Run series, and they've actively encouraged their employees to take part in those. So. There are, there are probably again there are lots of small things that businesses are doing. don't get carried away by the media headlines of, of, of walking meetings, and then because there'll always be a cynic that counters that and says how ridiculous the notion of let's encourage people to walk around more, get up from your desk. Really useful, really practical that anybody can do. Mm. So that's that making hope that's making sense, Adam.
0: Yeah, most most definitely. And I, I'm interested in in your thoughts, you know, to, to do with motivation because there must be an element here of you know physical readiness is about um you know part of it is about looking after yourself really um and you've got you've got the mental side and you've also got the obviously the, the physical side um do you often find people who struggle from a motivation perspective of you know I, I can't really be bothered to to do this or i'm struggling to to you know to exercise or to you know eat that fruit instead of going to the vending machine just interesting to know what what you think about that
1: I think sometimes you can get into a vicious circle where um, well, you can either sort of give up in terms of trying to do things because you're, you're not happy with how you're feeling. Um, uh, but, but also, you know, it, it, when you, the, more, the more energized and mental, uh, physically good you feel about yourself, I think the easier it is to manage your mindset and your attitude. So most people we talk to say, attitude and mindset is a choice, but that's harder to do when you're tired or when you've not eaten sufficiently so you can get into a a virtuous circle as much as you can a vicious circle with these things
0: and in relation to being ready do you ever find any people come to you and say that there are certain moments where they're saying you know i I need to be more ready for and whether that's you know a big meeting or a speech
1: Uh, yeah definitely Those, those things happen um more commonly i think people are are asking for help in dealing with what they perceive as the relentlessness of the workloads and the demands which they're facing. So physical readiness is more about endurance than than just in the moment. Although both are true. So you know, and when when you feel like you're under the cosh in terms of workload and the relentlessness of pressure, it can feel um, like a useful shortcut to to, to maybe. Um, do certain things which which ultimately are doing you a disservice. So I, I certainly I remember a couple of people I worked with who were trying to drink less so that they could go to the loo less so they could get more work done. Well, that's that's a strategy, but it's it, it's a it's a it's a short term one that isn't going to end in a it will have a pretty pretty ending to it. So. Um, Rather, you know, we we also know that a lot of people do their best thinking when they're away from their desk, maybe when they are walking or moving or running or whatever that is. So, having a strategy around maintaining my energy, which will help my mental well-being as well, even when I'm uh, things are feeling like they're non-stop and relentless, is useful. So it might feel counterintuitive to take a break, but that might be exactly what you need to do.
0: Mm. And is there anything here? Um, you you have any sort of tips or advice in, in relation to food? Um, you often hear people saying, you know, you know, drink a lot of coffee throughout the day, and or have, you know, caffeine. Is there anything there around, you, you know, when you should? And and the same with you know, staying hydrated throughout the day, you know, to basically build that physical readiness. Is there anything there that you you know of? Um, yeah, but it but it wouldn't sell a book or make
1: a great headline, Adam. So there's a there's a kit bag in the performance room about a um, uh, performance nutrition. And and it's really saying not a lot more than um, do what you know, eat sensibly, um, don't overindulge, don't don't believe uh, uh, everything that you read and hear. Um, sort of you know m- moderation in everything, including moderation. Um, so you probably learned what you need to know about food when you were at school. Mm. But The trick becomes dealing with it in a world that isn't helping you. Yeah. So, if you don't make mindful choices about physical readiness, you'll probably go backwards.
0: And I think it's really interesting you said about sort of the world, you know, moving forward. You know, we're working longer. You know, things with technology, and it's interesting to see the impact that that does have on on people's physical readiness. And it's um, it's definitely an area which I think people will be, you know, interesting, were well, interested to learn sort of more about and, and hear about. I, I was interested to know. Um, Jim, do, do you have any things that you do to build and maintain your physical readiness? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. So
1: I, 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 I am a regular exerciser. Um, I'm not training for an event, but training for life, if you like. So I do try and do something um, probably two or ideally three, three times a week if I can. Um, I definitely value my sleep. Um, I'm really mindful of, um, if I can say it, I'm really mindful of my habits in the bedroom. So uh, uh, I do take my phone into the room, but I'm I'm mindful of looking at it. There's no TV in the bedroom, no no laptops in there. So uh, I I do value my sleep. I know my natural sleep pattern. So left on my own devices with no external pressures. I'm quite an early bird. I'd be asleep by half past 10 and I'd be waking up about 6, half 6.00. The more I can keep to that kind of pattern, the more useful. I know if I start staying up late several nights in a row, I'm tired and that affects my mood and my thinking and all sorts. Uh, and, and I eat well. Um, um, I, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not perfect. I don't seek to be perfect, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of what of what I eat. So uh, um, I've got a sweet tooth, um, <laughs> but the um, uh, the exercise helps in uh, in allowing me to eat. Uh, and indulge myself from time to time, which I very much do.
0: And uh, I'm I'm interested to know do do people see that connection between you know physical readiness and you know mental health and well being? Do do they value the importance of you know how important it is you know to be to to look after yourself? You know to to get enough sleep, to eat, to stay hydrated, and the impact that that has on their you know mental health or mood. Uh,
1: many people do. Uh, I've certainly not heard people deny it. So when you when you present the case that you know mind and body are connected, uh, uh, most people will agree with that. I mean, I, I don't I don't think we should exclude people who are perhaps very sedentary in their lifestyle, don't eat well, might, might argue, no, actually I'm mentally healthy and I'm fine. So you know I wouldn't preclude that from being possible, but most people would would acknowledge that there's a link. Um, I don't think it's, uh, it's not coincidence, is it, it that GPs will will prescribe physical exercise and activity for people who are suffering from anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there are a couple of reasons for that, as I understand it. One is because of uh, the release of certain chemicals into your body while you're exercising. But also, I do believe there's a link between sort of thinking and movement and uh, when you're moving, walking, running then it's uh, it's facilitative for your thinking and mm-hmm.
0: it helps and i know you hear of stories of of people within work who will join exercise groups um and and by doing that you you're building things such as connectivity and and connectedness which you know again you know improves people's well-being and it, it it's amazing to see the impact that exercise you know individually and in groups can can have on people
1: yeah I think uh, I think uh, people who are regular smokers will tell you that in in smoking and meeting outside their place of work with another group of people who aren't necessarily the ones they work with all the time um, is a good thing. Um, I I'd, I'd argue that there's a case for for meeting and walking or running with people or doing some something else mm. um, rather than smoking.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I know we've we've spoken about. Um, you know businesses and have you seen any changes that the businesses have made um to help people that you know work get to get better at building and maintain their physical readiness
1: yeah i think these are these are some of the things that we we, we talked about already um you know and I, I can think of a business that i worked in um uh, turned up to work for a day with a team um these were a sort of training and development team and uh, we arrived at nine o'clock in the room and there's a big plate full of biscuits now, I, I, my, my question was, do, do we really need a big plate full of biscuits at 9 o'clock in the morning? Of course, I made such a big fuss about it that um, nobody touched the biscuits all day. And the next time I was working with them, there was a big bowl of fruit there instead. So you know, you, you you can do – and they have changed that for all their meetings now. So you know, when they're doing training days for people within their business – um, where they've always provided biscuits in the past because people have made some association with, great, I'm going on a training day, and they'll provide biscuits. They're not doing that because it's, it's just not the most helpful link. So um, there there are a lot of things you can do. I would say, though, that, that the encouragement of businesses to encourage employees just to take account of their physical readiness and make it, this is a part of your performance, is more useful than the, the business necessarily trying to to set up ways to make that happen mm. it's uh, i think that's part of what we do in the athlete at work we say to people look your physical readiness is not something that's separate to you and your work and your performance at work these things are linked it's a part of your performance
0: And I think it's, it's amazing to see how some organization can, you know, just takes these small changes, but it can have a huge, you know, knock on effect, Um, Mm. you know, like you said, from the, from the biscuits to to the fruit and it's, um, you know, even, you know, incorporating, encouraging exercise or exercise groups. So it's, it's a really interesting area to, to explore. I want to know what, what do you think are some of the knock on effects of increasing physical readiness to other areas of, you know, the performance readiness approach?
1: Uh, well, we talked already about um, uh, links to uh, uh, mindset and attitude. Um, I think it can very much help with uh, building resilience. So, if you're, you know, we often think of resilience as a quality that helps you bounce back from adversity or setback. Um, we think of it as a, as a quality or skill that you can build in advance. So, if you're going into a particularly um, a, a, a tough period then having a sort of physical plan that says, well, I'm going to make sure I stay on top of uh, these things. I'm going to look after my sleep. I'm going to exercise a bit because I know that helps my sleep, even when I'm worried about stuff. So it can help you manage um, pressure and stress and, uh, and and be ready in the longer term. Um, so it, it did definitely, you know, the, the, the parts of the performance pie that we talk about, don't live in isolation from one another. They're all interlinked. Um, in, interesting when uh, uh, a while back when I started writing uh, a piece all about being physically ready, what I ended up writing about was your knowledge around uh, things like sleep activity and and uh, nutrition uh, what was your what were the options that you had what's your mindset to it? who's supporting you? what's available in your environment? So you end up talking about all the other parts of this performance pie, all these other performance factors that contribute to physical readiness and then vice versa. Mm.
0: It's, it's interesting how you mentioned things around sort of mindset, but also the support that you have in place um, and who, you know, who is supporting you, whether that's your colleagues or, or, or you know, partner. Um, and I think that's, that play, that plays obviously plays a big part within um, building your physical readiness. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering you know do do you have any sort of final message for our listeners or, or any sort of final tips or advice on on sort of building physical readiness
1: uh yeah, I think my final message would be, so having asked uh, lots of people to think about things in 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 a work context well and outside that are either within their control or not in their control? Well, most people would acknowledge that they've got some to total control over the factors that contribute to their physical energy. So they have some to total control over what they eat, they have some to total control over their sleep, they have some to total control over what what activities they take part in. and And therefore it it's something that you can you can work on if that's the right term you can work on it presents a great opportunity to focus on an aspect of your performance that you may not have thought about or talked about a great deal, but it requires no formal training, it requires no budget it doesn't necessarily require anyone else to do anything or help though though that can help um so this is something that you've got a lot of control over that that will have potentially a significant impact on how well you perform so that would i think be the uh, the final message i would be encouraging people to consider and then uh, should they wish to act upon
0: uh, and and jim i, I want to know if, if people want to learn a bit more about this where can they go to access a bit more of material around this topic
1: uh yeah well there were there were a couple of uh, kit bags in the performance room that specifically focusing on on these things um uh, we talk about um, manage your energy, not your time. We talk about uh, uh, yeah performance nutrition. There's a, a beautifully named kit bag called fuel yourself, don't fool yourself. Um, so there is more information in the performance room. And then also in there, there's the uh, opportunity to ask an expert. Uh, so at the bottom of most pages in the performance room, you can uh, t- type away your question or your observation and you'll get a reply back from one of the team. Um, I think we've got a a, a large amount of practical and applied knowledge here and, and we're not pushing or trying to sell anything other than helping people to perform better and find their way to do that
0: brilliant thank you Jim I, th- I think it's been it's been great to hear about you know the own ways that you build and maintain physical readiness and also the, the different ways that the organizations that you work with or what you've seen over the last um, few years so thank you for for sharing all that great information it's been a been a really interesting podcast for me and I'm sure an interesting podcast for the listeners and hopefully they'll be able to take away some really practical stuff whether that's around sleep eating um, or or exercise and I just want to know, Jim, if people want to contact you directly, social media. What's the best way to to do that?
1: Um, yeah, well, they can contact any of the team through at Planet K two. Uh, I'm uh, I'm at Constable Jim on Twitter. Um, but yeah, they can they can contact K two on 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 Facebook. Any number of uh, ways in which people can can get in touch with us
0: brilliant well thank you again jim thank you very much for your time and thank you um to everyone for listening hopefully we will we will be back next month with episode 6 of the planet k2 performance fix see you then